Hey guys, how many Kangs does it take to take over the multiverse? What's going on, guys? Welcome to another Magic City podcast. We are. I am Paul. I'm George, and I'm Jimmy. And wait, wait, wait. I'm Paul the Conqueror. <laughs> what was uh? You're trying to think of a name, Loki? right? Yeah, you're trying to think of a cool Loki? name, right? You're Jimmy Butcher of names. Don't yeah. change that. Jimmy the name butcher. There's a difference. <laughs> He was butcher a, it, butcher it right. He was a, he who remains. He who, who remains. remains, yeah. Jimmy who remains. George, where are you? <laughs> it doesn't matter. If you guys can't tell, we're doing an Ant-Man uh, review, Quantumania. We just saw it this past weekend. I liked it. <laughs> what? Me too, nothing. You stared at me when you said you liked it. He was gazing into your... Into, he's got soul <laughs> search, you guys know? Sorry, no, no, no. I'm trying to mimic Paul, you know, since I'm always looking at him. I feel a little piece of me he's die He's copying inside. my stare. Oh, well, thank you for including me on that. Yeah. I, I like to feel uncomfortable, too. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta spread the love, you know? <laughs> Quantum Mania. I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, man. I know there's a lot of hate from critics. They're probably just tired of seeing Marvel stuff, but it was a fun movie. I, I still haven't been let down by that man movie. They're not the greatest, but they're fun to watch. I agree with that. Batman movies are, are always fun, and this one was no exception. It was it was fun. It flowed good. And it had its little quirkiness things in there. But, I mean, for the most part, overall, I mean, it's not, like, top 10 best Marvel movies. But it's Agreed. not in the bottom 10 either. Yeah. I just think it was a fun watch. He kept the same personality, mentality, like, the same feel of it. The corniness came mostly surrounding MODOK, which... That's a whole review in and of itself. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he, him, him as a character is corny. And from the beginning to the end, you see that corniness. He's just a goofball. But that's his personality. That's his character. I think that kind of yeah. lends itself, too, to the fact that kind of, like, dude's kind of lost it. After everything that's happened, he's, there's a screw loose in his head. After going from, you know. Oh, Modoc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Modoc. He's got, after being a regular dude to now just being a giant head with tiny ass feet. I was talking about Ant Man. Yeah. Oh, they're talking yeah. about Modoc. No, I was talking about Ant Man. Oh, okay. We're having two conversations. Yeah. So let's bring it that back. That works. That's part of the quantum mania of this review. And I think Paul Rudd lends himself to being that type of person. Oh, yeah. Like he's not, his, his real life version and, and his Ant Man version probably isn't too far apart. He's kind of like that goofball, like dork that just walks around being, you know, like happy go lucky. As from what we've seen of him throughout the years, yes, that's, I'm sure it's very close to his regular persona. Plus, he found a fountain of youth, man, because that guy doesn't get old. Oh, I know. Yeah. Him and Rob Lowe. So going into the movie, I like how they just kick things off. And it's funny because I thought about what we had done before. Do you need to watch the MCU movies to understand them? And there were several situations here where it was like, it made sense. Like, you have to watch. You had to have watched previous Ant-Man movies to get this because... They make the little comment. Cassie makes a comment. I'll never have a normal life. I had a killer bee try to kill, or I had a bee try to kill me in my room at nine years old. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know that, you're not gonna know anything. You well, know? I wouldn't. I would well, say I mean, she, she just told you. So I would say. Well, she just told you, but then you see where it all comes—a relationship with Hank, the relationship with I know, Scott. But they tell you, they show you a clip from the first movie where she sees him again of everything that happened. Yes, because they they show you back uh, when she meets Modoc. You get a clip of what happens. So I even if you jacket. didn't see it, yellow they jacket. reminded you. I think the to your point, I think that fits more into like the whole like Kang situation. But like stuff that Cassie says, even like the ants, like Hank Pym's ants and all that stuff. I mean, they it, it's not integral to the plot. It doesn't need you don't need to explain it. Like you're not gonna know. Agreed. 
I mean, it's not integral. It's the little quirks that you pick up. Yeah. And I do like how they just casually said over that dinner or that lunch at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, Cassie has a suit. Like, that's it. It was a throwaway line, and then she just busts out in the suit later on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, it's not important. Obviously, they, they do all this stuff mm-hmm. without him. Going into the movie, the... the the part that I didn't care for too much was those side characters in in the in the quantum realm. You mean the one that has no holes and is infatuated with holes? The guy, yeah, the guy infatuated hey, with MVP, holes. MVP, don't make fun of uh, Vib. No, that was great. The MVP to me was the guy with the with the with the laser head. The one who gets wrecked. Yeah, he gets wrecked <laughs> at the end. But th- I mean, those characters were just kind of like throwaway characters. It wasn't really, and even like the Centurion chick, she yeah, wasn't really. I don't know. It was, she was badass. She was a badass, but I mean, that whole I don't know. I didn't really care for her too much for that whole. The, the whole fighters. civilization down there. I think it just made to show how he was conquering an entire world. Yeah. Like, just to further further accelerate the character development of Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, but the, the, I don't know. The, the characters were kind of whack. Oh, there's just a bunch of weirdos in, from the quantum realm. Yeah. And then even, like, when they go and they meet uh, Bill Murray. That was, I think, a throwaway. Yeah. The only cool thing about it was how they explain how you can understand the language with the ooze. You got to drink the ooze. Yeah. It's kind of weird, especially coming from a guy with no holes, but... <laughs> And he's like, drink the ooze, drink me. <laughs> he's like, do you need more? <laughs> you put, put a little bit in your hole. And he's like, like. <laughs> and then the other guy just makes you a shot of that at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, fit, it fit with the wackiness. Yeah, it did go with the movie. It's oh, just, oh, I don't know. To me, it was, I'm going to say, a little bit of fluff. But. Yeah. Well, there are characters to show you. They have to show you why Kang is so bad. This is why. I think they could have done that with, and props to Michelle Pfeiffer. She got a lot more screen time than I anticipated. Oh, yeah. That they were going to give her. And, you know, she did a great role and it showed the whole backstory of, and it's funny, he doesn't introduce himself as king. He just introduces himself as a conqueror. Like, they all refer to themselves as, like, their, their nomenclature, mm-hmm. you know? I thought Michelle Pfeiffer's character, I, she was more integral to the, to the plot of the movie than I expected. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, she was pretty much like the whole first act, second act. Mm-hmm. And she's and, still and she's still beautiful. Oh my god, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that woman. But yeah, I, I didn't think she was gonna be so integral to the plot, but I'm, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and the whole situation, how she helped Kang and that whole his chair, and he got the co- very comic accurate costume. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Kang the Conqueror from every form that we've seen him on comic books, on animation, TV shows, everything. So and he got power from from there. Mm-hmm. And then I do. Well, at the end, let's just forward it. Do you think he's dead? Of course not. That king? Yeah. Probably not. He got sucked she into got the power cell. I think he's just well, stuck he in time. Because right? they, they shrank the power cell, and then he got stuck in there with it. Yeah, he got sucked into the yeah. to the power orb. So, I just think he's stuck in time somewhere. Yeah. yeah I don't think kind of Conqueror is dead. Because I was like, he's the best version of Kang that we've seen in the most commonly represented mm-hmm. when he goes up against the Avengers. I was like, to use them and lose them in an Ant Man movie is just well, not just worth remember it. that one always he always comes back. So, right. But I do love right. when he first sees Ant Man. He's like, "You're an Avenger. Have I killed you before?" Mm. That was. And then he tells him about it. Like, oh, the, the one with the hammer. Yeah. So he's killed the Thor before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's killed all the Avengers. Yeah. It just goes to show like his menacing. Oh yeah, no persona and and, and Jonathan Majors as Kang just great man, because he's not like. There's no, like, good side to him, but it's the way he talks and carries himself. Like, he's like, yeah, what I do is important. You should just follow me. Mm-hmm. But he's, the dude is ruthless. When Modoc is talking, he's like, don't talk when I'm in the room. 
Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a boss moment of yours. Like saw you one. see him the whole time, he you don't see him get angry until like the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. When he's just wrecking everyone. But it's just to show you like that's how beneath he thinks everyone else is. Oh no, yeah, he thinks he's top dog, man. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't mess around with anybody. And I love how he keeps thinking you're think you're not seeing the bigger picture. Time is irrelevant like irrelevant. And it's just You know what's funny in this movie? The whole movie, I was rooting for Kang. Like I wanted Kang to win and just take over everything and like escape the quantum realm and come to you know the regular realm and just start murking everybody. I did have that whole um, Infinity War feeling, where the good the bad guys win during the bare knuckle fight. I did like uh, Ant Man's line where he's like, "You think you can win?" He's like, "I'll have to win. We just both have to lose." That was like, that's it. He knows what he has to do. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Yeah, I was surprised that they all went back to to the regular realm. But it, that ending was kind of... I thought they would all end up... Or one of them would end up stuck like in the split. quantum realm again and split, right? But they all they all made it out. I thought they, I thought Ant-Man and Wasp were going to get stuck. I thought so, too. And I'm like, well, that's right. They have that They have that thing on the other side. Yeah. The satellite, which yeah. led them... Which Kang found out they existed. But they did have... Uh, I do appreciate the... F- mental freak out that Paul Rudd has at the end. Oh, yeah. He's like, what did I just do? Did I just kill all these people? Am I waiting for the next version of Kang? Like, what's... And it sort of took me back to the Loki when he goes back to the TVA and nobody believes him and he's just like... Oh, yeah. Somebody at worst is coming. No, I'll say it's one of the first moments where you see Scott actually think about the future. Like, like a hero. Like, like a hero. Because before yeah. he's just kind of... He's held. It, it stuff's happening, but... He was actually the main hero in this. Like, he and Hope, like, their whole little squad were responsible for, like, saving. Well, it was a redemption story for him as well because you always see, Dad, go help the villagers. No, I have to protect you. He's And she keeps reminding him, you're an Avenger. Yeah. You know? He has, like, he, he has a, uh, that ending to me, he had, like, an adult moment. Yeah. He came to adulthood and he's like, oh, man, they're like, what, what really happened? Like what? What did this guy talk about? What was he? What was he really saying? But I do love how he goes from freak out to back to normal, and then yet it keeps taking him back to the freak out. He does, a freak and out even at the him. end where it's just the uh, the camera panning to him, he's like, you see the face. Yeah, and I love how the the crappy cake is what snaps him back out of the yeah. moment. <laughs> did anybody get a feel that Evangeline Lily was kind of just like written down a little bit? Absolutely. Did you catch it? Like she really didn't have anything to do in the movie except that part where she rescues him when he like goes into into the orb, into the time capsule. Yeah, yeah. I but think I mean, it's probably because because Janet has so much to do in this movie, she got less time. There there wasn't much for Hope to do besides like those little action moments. Like she was always there, but she didn't have any lines. Yeah, she she was just like a background character yeah. for the most part. She was she has she was nothing integral to the story. You think it has a deeper meaning? I think so. I do too. Yeah, I think it was. I think her own. personal life is had a lot to do with her that. personal stance on the vaccine and Disney yes. while they were doing all that. Like it was one of those. It wasn't as easy as a Gina Carano and Mandalorian just write her off. Right. You need this character. Right. I don't know. You had the main character in in, in a Black Panther sequel. It had the same issues, and there was nothing there. She's the freaking star. It was a different story, though. You couldn't do the Black Panther story the way Disney wanted to do it without Shuri. Yeah, but this was already written before that. I, I think it just had to do with the fact of how many people... You had Cassie, who's now, like, promoted to, like, one of the main characters, too. She had great moments in the movie. She had she had more to do in, in Turkey Parts than, than Hope. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think just her personal views, I think, influenced how they 
portrayed her in the movie and they kind of just put her off to the back burner like she's still needed you know we'll have her lingering around but she's not going to be like integral I think to even story. Hank probably had more of a I think it's the fact that I'm since sorry. they had so much for everyone to do she just took a backseat because we had already seen her do so much in the sequel in part two where they, they had her, they had three other characters come up that could be true. Get, uh, that could be. That more. could be. That's a good point. I would love to see a Hank Pym movie, man. Oh, that'd be great. With just the ants. I yeah. would <laughs> love to see the movie of him and Janet back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Like when they became Ant Man and Wasp, when she disappeared into the quantum realm. Plus, yeah, Michael yeah. Douglas is a gangster, man. Yeah. That dude is awesome, bro. <laughs> I would love to see one set like in the sixties. Yeah. Going back to Cassie though, full fledged, you know, mini Avenger at this mm-hmm. point. Like, we know the seeds are being planted for the young Avengers. Maybe. Hey, listen, I still think it's a maybe because we don't know they're going to do that or not. I know people, you know. Dude, they're shelving shows on Disney+. Plus. So. What shows are they shelving? They said they were going to release. Iron Heart? They, they pushed them back. Well, they they pushed push them, them back. Push yeah. them back. They pushed them back. They right. pushed so Iron Heart and what was the other one? Uh, buh, buh, buh. They pushed a bunch of stuff that they were. That so they said the only two shows were going to be Secret Invasion and Loki this year. Yeah. Yes. And then we have the movies are Ant-Man, Guardians, the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just and, thinking and, of and all the got, people. And, and they got pushed back to November. I'm just thinking of all the people crying because those first appearances that they had stockpiled. Yeah, but they, they got they pushed back. They so. crying from like two years ago when they already yeah. pushed that back. Uh, I ain't yeah, heard of somebody else. I forgot. I Well, um, Armor Wars got turned into a movie, so yeah. I got pushed back. Okay, yeah, but it didn't get canceled. No, no, Iron no. Heart did no, get pushed back. There's, pushed movie, back. there's shows that just, they've just been pushed back. I don't know. They're not shelved. They're just, they've been delayed. We're like, hey, we need to slow down, which is fine. I would rather them slow down and, and pick up the quality than just rush a bunch of stuff out. But yeah, no, Cassie, I did like uh, her role and just what we see of stature, just like moving forward. Yeah. I thought that was funny. She, I don't think too. she'll be a one and done. I don't think so. But so. I, I liked it that she had like her reaction was the same as Scott's when he first turned big. Yeah. Wrecked a bunch of stuff and then they're like really thirsty and they, they get knocked out. And they <laughs> want so citrus. hungry. And they, they want, want something citrus. with citrus. <laughs> citrus and then boop. All right, let's talk about Modoc, man. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the final chapter. <laughs> Let's talk about Modoc, man. I think my, my daughter put it best. When he doesn't have the Modoc mask on, mm-hmm. he looks like a bad Snapchat filter. Yeah? Yeah. There's Which no, is I mean, true. There's no way around it. It's not going to look good no matter how much money you throw at it. He's a gigantic head. <laughs> <laughs> he looks good with the faceplate. Yeah, with the faceplate, he looks comic accurate. But I think it was done intentional. Of course. But of course, because... It you, was that intentional. People are freaking out and having a cow over this, and it and was I, totally done intentionally. I, I think it helps when he's just... When you just see his regular face, it helps with the fact that this dude is not unhinged. Right. Like, he doesn't talk like he... He's not the same Darren Cross from the, from the Ant-Man movie. Right. Like, there's something off about it, because he was more like... Dude was a brilliant scientist, and now he's, like, off his rocker, right. you know? Well, he, he, also, does, he also got crushed into just a yeah, giant head. Yeah, but he has the, the, the maniacal laugh. Yeah. Like, there's something off. Something's wrong with him, which I think helps with the stupid face. Which, and I, I, the story part, I like it is because they kind of do like a Red Skull thing. Like, you never know what happens to Red Skull until Endgame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you know what happened to Darren. To Yellow Jacket. After the, after the Ant-Man movie. So I thought that was like, they closed that gap mm-hmm. excellently with MODOK. But yeah, it was when, I like it when he takes out all the weapons. Oh, he's got like all the like, missile launchers and the buzz like, Say what you want about the stupid face. When that armor plate comes on and the weapons come out, that's Bodak. Oh, dude, I prefer, I prefer him with the stupid face. It was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was great. I, I love the character. Do you think he's dead? You think he'll, make, yes. you think he'll come back? I, well, technically, nobody's really dead anymore. True. 
I mean, someone could fix them, I guess. Yeah. He was like, you know, he's half mechanical. Right. He's half organic. So The best part of the leg. <laughs> the leg is my favorite part. He's like, they're like dying and puking everywhere. Yeah. And he's like touching Scott yeah. in the face. With the little hands. Yeah. He's like, we're like brothers. I'm like. <laughs> and then a piece of the puke lands on yeah. his suit. <laughs> it's like, I'm an Avenger now. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. You're dude. an Avenger. <laughs> Can you imagine he comes back and he's like, hey, guys, I'm an Avenger. <laughs> what do we have to do? We have to avenge somebody. Yep. Like, he was so silly that I, I enjoyed it. I was laughing just more than like, this dude's insane. Like, he looks silly as hell. And he's crazy. Wrapping it up, what do we think about the end credits? Which one? Well, the first one, the Council of Kings. The Council of Kings. Dude, that was so comic book accurate. Yeah. You even have, like, the alien looking one that comes in, like, screaming. Yeah. yeah. It was so great to see that scene, man, because it just it ripped it out of the page of the comic book. What I love is, um, what's the, not Ramatut, the other one? Immortus. Immortus. I love what Immortus says. It's like, they're interfering. They're interfering too much. Like, he's like, the Avengers finally got on their radar. Yeah. You know, and that's always been a big thing with Kang and the Avengers. But that's a lot of Kangs, man. That's a lot lot of Kangs. Kangs. And technically, there could be more. Oh, absolutely. People people were bumping in and out through the TVA portals, which a nice little throwback. Uh, but apparently the, 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 the Kangs that were teleporting in, they were using the same teleport that Reed Richards used in uh, Scarlet uh, in Doctor Strange. Well, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is a Richards. He is. Just so you guys, for those of you that don't know, Kang is Nathaniel Richards. Right. He is a descendant of Reed Richards and Sue Storm. He could be, but depending when you read it, because they've also made him a descendant of Doom. Originally, he was always Nathaniel Richards. Yeah, but they've, they keep tweaking it because he keeps messing with time. So, <laughs> yeah. Also, we don't even know if, if half these Kangs annihilate each other before the next That's movie. That's true. That's true. Because they, they don't exactly, you know, play well for a long time. Yeah, they're all the ones that kill each other. Mm-hmm. Going back to Loki season one, the multiversal war. You know, they all, it, he said it best, they all high five each other at the beginning. And then it's like, well, no, yeah. there can only be one. And they said multiple incursions, you know, uh, destroyed timelines, everything. The final end credit scene with Loki. Which I love that that make that as soon as I saw it, I'm like, when does Loki come out? I want to see season two. Yeah, that one I'm excited for. I did love uh, Luke Wilson saying, "So that's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy." Because Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson yeah. yeah, sorry, Luke Wilson's his brother. Not many people know about multiple kings. No, they don't. And I've, right now, it's, it's Loki, Loki, Sylvie, yeah, and Paul Rudd, and mm-hmm. Evangeline, like that whole the Ant Man crew. Yeah, the ones that just found out. Yeah. Like those are the only people that know multiple Kangs and this whole thing is going on. Because now even in Doctor Strange, they touch up they touch upon the multiverse, but not Yeah, they don't know about King. They don't know about King. Right. Well, in this I guess reality, right? Or this universe. The regular that Marvel MCU, MCU yeah. right? The six one six is yeah. what they're calling. The moment everybody's been waiting for. Our ratings. Oh. <laughs> what did you think I was gonna say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> 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 My OnlyFans free for this month's subscription. Turn into an OnlyFans. Yeah, thing, right? I was like, "What's going on here?" All right, I'll start. I liked it. I think Ant Man's a fun movie. I'm gonna give it. Let me see. Long dramatic pause. Hey, it's okay. my turn to say it. <laughs> my turn. I'm gonna give it four Modocs. Four out of five. I liked it. I don't think I can go four out of five. I think I, I think I go like mid range. I'll go three. Three hole guys. Three hole guys? <laughs> or three missing hole so guys. You, so your guy has three holes in? I should have yeah. gone first. You just took the guy I was going to use. I did, did. Did anybody else think when the guy read his mind that he has seven holes, did everybody count their holes? <laughs> no, that's common knowledge, isn't it? 
Well, I had to think like you, know. <laughs> you counted your holes yeah, in the movie like, theater. <laughs> I think about counting the holes, yeah. and that's what Paul Rudd was doing because I was doing the same thing. I'm like, hold on, the ears, the nose, the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I I uh, love that was Veb little guy. Veb. I, I enjoyed that little globby dude's fascination with holes and the fact they didn't have any. Yeah. So before I get into my little rating thing, when he gets all shot up and you think he's gonna die. And he just stops and he's like, I have holes. <laughs> and then he and forms he one big hole and, and sucks everybody. Sucks up everybody up. And everybody was like, did you know he could do that? I thought that was hilarious. Like, I, to me, I'm like, this little throwaway guy just made his entire scene there. Stole the show with that little moment. So what's your rating? Well, now that he stole Veb from me, that's what I was going to hit. I'm going to give it, I'll give it three and a half kings. So a three, a three and a half, and a four. And I'm giving it three and a half because I, I don't want to... I've used four for really good movies, so I don't want to sit there and be like, yeah, everything. I'm going to give it. I very much enjoyed this movie. The Ant-Man movies to me are very fun. It doesn't have to be a good movie for you to give it a four. It's whatever you like. No, I know, but I don't want to give the same rating to every movie. You got to, you know. But a, a three and a half is a very solid, fun action movie. Yeah. You know, we got to touch on real quick. You know, Michael Pena or his, uh, or his crew. I talked to my brother about that. I was like, you know, Modoc had to serve the role of Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Lewis is the character with the fast-paced story actually right. telling. Or even like his, his 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 trope of people. Yeah. None of them were there, which... Oh, yeah, because they, most of the movie takes place in the quantum room. No, I know, but they could have... At least in the beginning or at the end, they could have kind of like thrown them in there to like, you know? Yeah. But they didn't because there were so many people. But... Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, the, the, dude, uh, the dude with the glasses. Yeah. The tech guy. He's the voice of Veb. Yeah, he is. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, Polka Dot Man. Yeah. That's the actor. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Is it giving you hope for the future of ah, MCU? Hope, ah, you saw what I did there? It was a good start to Phase 5. We could say that. Is this the start to Phase 5 or the end of Phase 4? No, this is Phase 5. So what ended Phase 4? Uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it. I think it's a good starting point just to get everybody back in it yeah it's a it's a solid it's a solid start to, to phase five mm-hmm. so let us know in the comments write us in the dms and let us know what you think and how it's going to progress into the next thing that we're going to see is guardians of the galaxy and potential impact to the mcu and if kang will even make an appearance in that one i doubt it but we'll see know. but so paul can cut it <laughs> till next time you know you're going to have to lose that language. I'm not cutting these anymore. Hey, thank you for watching. If you liked what you watched, uh, give us a like, subscribe, follow. Follow us on IG, appease the algorithm gods, and just let us know how we're doing.